Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. All of the guys who left made the best decision for them. And I'm not upset at Brian Harson if it's true that he was like, look, if you can play, we'd like you to be available in case we need you. Uh, if you can't play, I can't do anything about that. But if you can, hey, I'd want you to suit up. I think what I've been seeing as reactions from people from that has made it seem as if the coaching staff is going to make a concerted effort to burn everybody's red shirt. Right. Like he's just going to check you in for one play and be like, ha ha. Now you don't have a year of eligibility because you checked in to all these games. And it's like. He's just basically saying, I need as many available guys as I can, because I don't know what's going to happen in the game. Somebody might get hurt and I'll need an additional receiver, cornerback, defensive lineman. Can you play? Yeah, I can. But I'd rather just wait and see what's going to happen this season and if I like how it shakes out between whether you're coming back or a new coach, then I'm going to transfer. And he's like, well, if that's how you feel, then, hey, by all means, go ahead. You can preserve your eligibility like you want to and enter the transfer portal. And those guys still, even in the transfer portal, would have the option to come back if the new coach right. or Coach Harson or whatever decides next year that that's what they would like for them to do. But as far as this season, they're done. And that's what they wanted. So they got their opportunity to do that. I don't know that there's any issue with that. But, again, I wish them the best of luck. I think all of those guys are tremendously talented. Again, I've said this about everybody who's transferred. You don't get to this level on scholarship without having a bunch of talent. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, B, can you also understand from the player standpoint why they may want to sit out, especially given if they haven't, for a guy like Tavares Dawson, he was supposed to, he was penciled in or you know pinned in as a starter game one, and he slid on the depth chart and hasn't factored in. He's like, why would why would I play now? I mean, yes, two guys ahead of me can can get injured and I can get in the game, but why play at this point? So, can you understand at least from the player standpoint why some players would want to sit out at this point? Yeah, I do. I'm I'm pro player. 
by default. I'm pro player movement by default. I want players to get paid. I want players to preserve their eligibility. I want players to maximize their returns. And I don't see this as anything but that. If you follow a bunch of Auburn accounts um, or football accounts, college football accounts, I encourage you to follow. Um, maybe I'll try to retweet it from the War Report account later tonight. But there is a NCAA Rivals has a transfer portal account. And there's another guy who all he does is recruiting. I think he's Mike Farrell. He used to work at Rivals a while back. But all he does is cover here are the guys who are in the portal. Here's how they're doing at their new spots. Oh, look, a guy decides to go to the portal. Whether it's going from FCS to FBS or it's somebody at a, a group of five school. And for the last three weeks, all he's been retweeting is this player has made this declaration that he's going to go and get into the transfer portal. Because at about week five, players go, well, I see how this is going. Either I'm not playing or I probably won't play and our team isn't very good. So what am I going to be out here breaking my neck for worrying about if I'm not playing? I'll see you. I was honestly surprised we didn't have this sooner because, again, it started weeks ago. I don't see this as anything but that. Um, and I, I maybe this, this conversation will naturally work its way around, but we were just talking about the difference between this and anywhere else is on the best teams in the country, people just waited till the end of the season to do it last year. Yep. Now... They're doing in the middle of the season because there's nothing to play for. Yeah. If we're six and one, it's probably going to happen. The vibes are good. Everybody's feeling good. But if they're not playing, they're still going to go on the portal at the end of the season. Like number yeah. one in transfers last year was Ole Miss. Bama was two or three. Georgia had the fewest by far, I think. They they had a pretty good, because they had so much departing was probably it. I was about to say, the, the reason Georgia was yeah. like that is because they had a lot of starters that were not going to be coming back next year. So people still felt like, good team, I still have an option or an ability to make the starting squad next year. Yeah, Right, right. So I don't see this as anything but players doing what's best for them. Um, I said it about Quinshawn Judkins. I'm, we said it about Bo Nix said it about Malik Willis. It's okay for these players to do what's best for them if what's best for them isn't Auburn. No matter how much we like these players and want to see them succeed here. Yep. If you're Tavares Dawson, we heard so much good things about him coming out of camp. Javarius Johnson is almost the exact same body type, and he is the exact same position, and the same skill set, and he's playing better. How are you going to get in front of him? He's got another year at least. So... If you're Tavares Dawson, why wouldn't you go somewhere where you can get that slot position somewhere that needs you and wants to put you on the field right now? If you're Landon King, I, my my gut says that he's a a bit of a tweener with his skill set. Like he's a big body. He can leap and he can catch. He doesn't necessarily have a breaking speed, but he can make contested catches. I don't know how you don't find a spot for that guy unless you got a Camden Brown coming on and he looks— Or an, an Amari Kelly. Like they look like they have the same skill sets, except mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know when I in the weight room with them. Camden Brown looks a little scarier than Landon King. It's just that Landon King has produced much more dynamic and impressive catches to this point in his career, uh, more so than Camden Brown has. I don't think the positions that they're vacating are positions that we needed, unless it's for depth. Like Ike was the point Ike was trying to make about Brian Harson saying, hey, I don't know what's going to happen. We may need you here. So I get why these guys are leaving the same way I understood why Elijah Canyon wanted to leave, the same way, way I understood why Sean Shivers wanted to leave. 
why uh, Demetrius Davis wanted to leave. If you've got something to offer, but you're not breaking through where you're at, go somewhere that wants you and that wants yep. to play you. And there's no harm in that. And I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, but the, the point that you made that, you know, we were talking a little bit off cam is about if Auburn's, this looks worse because of what our record is right now. But mm-hmm. I am fairly certain, I can't say guarantee you, I'm fairly certain that every one of those guys who is transferring today likely would have entered the transfer portal at the end of this season as right. well. If they because the of what year. the prospects were for them playing going forward, where they right. were on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Tavares Dawson started as a... he Game one, he was the starter at the slot corner. I mean, the slot um, receiver. And he's moved to third on the depth chart now. He, he, he's fallen further and further behind in that. And that's, that is not an indication of his talent. Right. He's talented. But I just think some other people fit better with what this coaching staff wants to do. It's not ever good to see talent leave your team. It's just, right. It just never is. Right. But you, you can't tell me that Javarius Johnson hasn't earned his snaps this year. Right. And I don't know measurably how much better Tavares Dawson is than Jay Fair. Right. And, and I think, to be honest, too, Harson has we talked about this a lot over the past year or so. Harson has there's a certain type of receiver, certain type of player at each position that Harson tends to like. And we were getting a lot of guys who fit in the similar skill set of the Tavares Dawson. They all can't get on the field at the same time. So whoever rises to the top, obviously the guy who falls down the depth chart at the same time will be disgruntled. Will feel like he's better. It's almost Especially just like Coy Moore. Losing. It's like Coy Moore. Right. Coy Moore felt like, hey, I'm better than Boutte. So I'm going to go somewhere else and prove that I'm just that, that I'm better. And so this is these guys actually trying to go somewhere and prove that, hey, I'm better than the guys who were ahead of me on the depth chart. It happens all the time. Do you think often as fans, because you, you guys talked about the the, the panic uh, with a lot of people, do you think a lot of this is fans not adjusting to the change in landscape due to the transfer portal, NIL, all that jazz? Yeah, I mean, listen, it, this is a new era in college football. This is the era of college football that a lot of fans did not like about the transfer portal rule, which right. is essentially free agency. Mm-hmm. This in professional sports happens all the time. I'm not on a good team or I'm on a team where I don't feel like I'm being utilized properly. I'm going to request a trade. The right. difference here is they don't have to request it. They can just decide right. on their own. I'm done. I'm leaving. And I don't need anybody's per- – but you're taking a chance with a, a, cra- a trade request. At least you know you're getting paid somewhere else right. once you leave that team, unless right. you're in a situation where they can just afford to cut you. But this ain't one of them situations. The, the repercussions are low as they have ever been for student athletes to decide, this isn't where I want to be. I'm mm-hmm. at And they're taking advantage of that opportunity. I'm not upset at it. What I'm upset about, if we're going to talk about what I'm upset about in all of this, is that Auburn has not done a better job on getting in the transfer portal and acquiring more talent in specific positions of need, namely offensive line. That's what I'm upset about. I'm not upset about anybody deciding they don't want to play for Auburn anymore, regardless. Here's the thing. I understand depth for the future and all of that stuff, because all of those things could be replaceable. But if we're talking about productivity for now, 
none of the guys that have left have done anything to be productive to this point. That doesn't mean, again, that doesn't mean they're not talented. That doesn't mean Auburn could not utilize them in the future. All of those things, pretty clear, talented guys left in the transfer portal recently. But whether it's Brian Harson or some other coach, those things are going to happen. And you just right. kind of have to understand that that's the way that it is right now in college football. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and it Georgia won a it, national championship and right. Jermaine Burton was like, y'all wouldn't use me right. I'm out. Right. Right. <laughs> he went to the, he went to the, the person that they just He went beat. to the team that they beat. Because at least I'll get my numbers, I'll get my stats, and I'll get to punch some Tennessee fans in the face. What, what, what's lose. your boy's name Wanda Blitnikoff last year? Addison. Yeah. You can't tell me he wasn't being utilized properly at the school he was at. He was still like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. Here. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so it, it's, it's yeah. just going to happen, man. It's like, and I think people just need to be okay. Again, let me say this. This is not the reason why Brian Harson should go. There are a lot of other reasons that you could list. This one ain't the one. The transfer portal's not it. Because yep. kids are going to transfer on winning programs and losing programs. It's just happening all over college football. And I'm not mad at him for taking that stance as well. Because basically, if the players are telling the coach, no, nah, I don't want to play. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I know, right? And if you are a part of the growing discontent and fire him now that kind of helps players say to themselves hey man it's a lot of rumors and rumbling out here that this coach ain't gonna be here next year anyway so i'm not finna play hard for him for what i ain't playing and you want me to just wait around and see maybe somebody gets hurt i get a chance to play right right no i'm not gonna do that again we've placed a lot of power in players hands with these rules and they are taking advantage of that power but to be fair Players have been getting ducked on for a long time by the rules. So yeah, I'm not man. really mad at it. Yeah, you know, I'm, we're sitting here talking about transfers and, and how it hurts us. The guys are shutting it down midseason. How many guys did we hear so much about that never sniffed the field during the season and waited it out until they had one year of eligibility left and their careers were almost over? I keep thinking it was Matthew Hill. Matthew Hill's a name I think about a lot. Like, oh, man, Matthew Hill, four-star. Man, we saw him do a couple returns. That was it. And what's career at Auburn was doing. And why do you hang around? Do you want these guys to just hang around? Like, man, you stuck it out for Auburn, and we right. appreciate you. What? No. Do That's what's it. good for you. Yeah, Do man. what's listen, good for you. And they're like, listen, if, if, if the returns on transfers, like I really, after this has washed out for a couple of years, I want to be able to look at the numbers of mm-hmm. the success rate of transfers at their new place. Right. Because it's just like you you hear the Jamison Williams stories, the uh, you know whatever you rattle off the list, you know Walker at Miss uh, at Michigan State last year. You hear those stories, but there are hundreds of kids who either at their new de- hell. We could just look at players that have come to Auburn and never touched the field that came in in the transfer portal. Right. It is not abnormal to leave a situation where you thought it was bad, go somewhere else, and it doesn't get any better. And that isn't all on the coach's fa- the coach that you just left from's fault. Right. It's not. The, now, the, if, the, if you the, want the, to put the, anything the, on the, Harson, if baby. anything is going to be put on Harson, it is the fact that the team is bad. Mm-hmm. 
the passing offense is poor. Mm-hmm. Which he is supposed to be a quarterback and offense guy. And I had the same smoke for Gus. Like, bro, you're an offensive dude. How is the offense this right. bad? Right. So if you're not going to, that's what keeps everybody in place and happy. Like you just said, Jermaine Burton, right? Won a national championship. Yeah, but I don't like it here because I'm not getting the ball enough. You're not throwing enough. This is the run show. I don't, I'm going to sign up for the run show. Let me go play with the Heisman winner because that's better for me. If if we were slinging it all over the yard, maybe if some of what Harson imagined was going to happen in the offseason actually transpired with the downfield passing attack, then a lot of these guys are getting the ball. We're passing the ball more often. But that's not happening. That's not what this is anymore. So outside of the two or three guys that start at wide receiver and maybe two rotational guys, that's it. That's yeah. it. For sure. For sure. Well, guys, listen, before we get into our before we get into our predictions for the other SEC matchups, before we get to the break, let's grab some of your comments because you guys have been commenting like crazy. We gladly appreciate you guys for doing that. I'll try to run to these really quick guys. James Barnett, we appreciate the super chat. He says, guys, since when do players dictate when they play? You got a full ride scholarship. If Saban said the same thing, no one would say anything. Just my opinion. And I think, yeah, I think to th- your point. That's the hypocrisy of people being upset at what Brian Harson said, is that this only is upsetting to you because you don't like Brian Harson. Because had Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, um, uh, what's your boy at Michigan? Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. If if one of those guys had said the exact same thing, which they are known for processing players out of their programs in these yeah, other man. places. This That's yes, not sir. a new, like this is before the transfer portal became the wild west that it is right now. Right. Those programs have been processing players out of their program to make room for other people for years. Revoking what, 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 re- revoking offers because they yeah. had a better guy what, what did Chris Todd? What did Chris Todd tell us? Uh, he, he went to go They're visit, he was on a recruiting trip. To Oklahoma, and the Heisman-winning quarterback was like, "Yo, they're going to try to replace me." Yeah, yeah. Like every that's the year, name this the happens all the time. But so, for some reason, Brian Harson is the bad guy because again, I get it, I get it. We're 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 supposed to hate Brian Harson, and every time we say anything that defends Brian Harson, it's because he he came and did an interview for us. I understand, <laughs> whatever. Like I get your cynicism of why I would say the things that I'm saying, but just trust me when I say. Of the list of things that I have as grievances for this coaching staff, I'm saying this isn't one of them. And I do have a list that I've detailed. (laughs) But y'all don't hear me when I say the stuff that I don't like. You just hear the times that I say, hey, uh, this this ain't on that list, actually. Yeah. I was, you know what, speaking of what what, what Saban can get away with that Brian Harson can't, um, because he's won a whole bunch of championships, rightfully. When he kind of... Smoked a was it a Gia Hall, the guy who left, the wide receiver who left? Ajay Hill. Yeah, Ajay Hill. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. The guy that went to Texas, right? Yeah, I was like, he kind of laying into this dude. Who was he talking about? And I didn't find out until after that the guy had transferred. I was like, oh, that's why. Because he left. Players want to play and they weren't ready to play and now we're losing because it's your fault. I'm like, damn, Saban, you, you calling him out like that? That's kind of crazy. He can get away with anything, man. He can get away with anything. It's crazy. Yeah. Hey, that's 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 the beauty. Hey, of you winning. win when you, you right. win, you can do whatever. It's when you losing that anything, anything that looks like a negative, right. it's just it's it's and, got it's and, gas. And listen, fire. that's 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 we the understand game. That. That's how it goes. Like I'm not even upset at that. Really, I'm mm-hmm. just like cra- like it's crazy to me that it it literally like I think it's crazy to me that. We could win the game this weekend and people would still be mad. 
Because they'll be like, oh. Yeah, they will. He might be staying. We're going to keep him. (laughs) Yeah, so. (laughs) Joe Kyle says, last Sunday's show was superb from Ike's stats to C-Dubs hating on Dabo to (laughs) B-Will's double rants on Jimothy. Great hour and 55 minutes. Appreciate that, Joe Kyle. Joe, you're welcome. Appreciate that. And also, thank you for the super chat. Gladly appreciate you, good friend. Rick says, waiting on A&M guys to start bailing on Jimbo. Oh, it's already hey. started happening. Well, hey. he started kicking people off of his team. That, like, you know what's crazy? It's, I know you see him. Okay, so Jimbo actually is as bad a coach as, <laughs> as we think he is. That's, that's number one. <laughs> but you see what losing does? Like, all right, you playing, you getting paid plenty. I know you get right. paid to be here. I mean, I guess maybe you want some snaps. But when the team is doing bad, it's easy to tell a bunch of players, hey, wait your turn. You'll be fine. You're going to get snaps. If they if they were, what are they now? They're three and four right now? If they're five and two or six and one. But instead, you got the coach getting into, co- this is rumor, speculation, something flying over social media that Jimbo was chastising guys after or smoke. they were smoking weed in the locker room before, whatever it is. You see how these stories tend to come out? From right. teams that are playing very badly. But you don't think anybody was getting into it when, when they're winning? I mean, some of them are, and you don't hear about it because they're winning. Or, no, they're not getting into it because they're winning because everybody's happy. Man, Bama literally had a wide receiver slap a girl on the field <laughs> after a game. And yeah, that like, story no, we're not going to suspend them. We're just yeah, going, you know, we're looking into it. Could you it. imagine if an Auburn player did that? It, they would have sworn Brian Harson was running a sinking ship, looked no discipline <laughs> by the players. I guarantee you, if that happened at Auburn, they'd have lit into Brian Harson in the media. Who's that dude from AL.com? Yeah, that guy. We're not saying his name. If he's, yeah. if oh, yeah. he, he would have been all over, all oh, yeah. over that. All oh, over yeah, that. For sure. Uh, Corey Weber asks, any inside info from this past Sunday's scrimmage against UAB? Sounds like the shooting woes were present again. Any, have uh, you heard anything, gentlemen? I mean, I heard some stuff. I saw the stats from it. Yeah, it doesn't look like we can shoot um, at all still this year. Um, but we do have an inside presence that's a lot better this year. So getting to the free throw line. But yeah, the okay. boy still ain't shooting worth nothing. Nicholas Frazier says, I'll be honest, Dawson and King deciding to go to the portal hurts because they can contribute in years to come. But we are but we are in right in the right now time in college football. I agree. Nicholas, 100 percent. Jeremy Duke asks, any update on Mike G? Mike G is still being challenged. Um, Some positive news. We're not I'm not at liberty to share a lot of information. Uh, But we still he still needs your prayers. Still be keeping him lifted up in prayer as as he's attempting to recover. So thanks for asking, but that's the update on Mike G at this moment. Mm -hmm. Continue to keep him in his prayers as he's kind of battling some health challenges. Uh, Damian Prentice says, how much damage do you guys think is doing by Auburn's administration dragging their feet on these major decisions that need to be made, such as AD and head coach position? Thoughts, gentlemen? So here's the thing. I don't want them to rush to any decision because – it let most people tell it we rushed to the last decision that we made, and this is how we ended up where we are. I want them, if they're whatever decision they're attempting to make, I want it to be a well thought out decision that they feel like they can stand behind for years to come. Not if it doesn't work next year, we're looking to get rid of a guy. Like, right. I want some stability at the head coaching position at Auburn, and I want to see some sustained success and growth. Um, you know, and we were put in a bad position to start this off, and it hasn't gotten better. 
but we need to figure out how to hire a guy that we can have some patience with. And from what I've from what I've been told, uh, the president is very meticulous, um, very thorough. So usually when it comes to people who are that way, assuming that's true, they usually don't rush to quick de- decisions anyway. So patience is going to be a virtue with how this all shakes out. Uh, Dallas Schwartz has a war report. If Coach Harson is cut loose between now and December 1st, who do you feel is most likely to be Auburn's head coach when the season kicks in 2023? Here's what we're going to do, Dallas. When a decision is finally made on whether or not Harson is retained or if they decide to let him go, we will go live and give you our thoughts on that whole situation. Trust me, we have notes. So we will definitely be prepared to answer this question when that happens. Uh, Nicholas Frazier says, Borges, Campbell, Bo Jackson, Williams, Uzoma, I'm sticking to it. Yeah, it was all a $15 which yeah. plays you buying thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> be, be will, this is for you. Go ahead and go ahead and read this one. This is for you, sir. Uh, good friend Andy Deeds says, Why would you want to go somewhere where the win all the time? <laughs> Jimmy Deeds. <laughs> Did he actually say that? Because I didn't, I didn't see it. I know he he supposedly was saying something about, oh, yeah, yeah, we're looking real attractive to recruits because they see that they can come in and help immediately. <sighs> it, it, it's Say looking it's one more, more time. I can't do it again, man. I can't, <sighs> I can't do it again. I can't do it again. It's got to be right then. That was priceless, man. It's looking yeah. a lot like what's that when they were putting the heat on Mullen last year because they were complaining yeah, about for recruiting. sure, for sure. And what did he say? He said something. It was like, that was the wrong answer. Oh. I forgot what he, I, I remember because I remember Josh Pate talking about it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, I mean, listen, if if I was owed $85 million if I got fired, I'd show up to the press conferences with my shirt off. I mean, I don't know why he even pretended <laughs> no more. Like, what, what are we doing? I'd just be up there in a white beater and with a cigar in my hand. Oh, I got I to put this out. Okay. Huh. What up? Go. I don't even know why we pretending that that this is something I have to put up with. Yeah, I'm a bad coach, and you know, my Reese's pieces, and and smoking weed, whatever, man. Just cut my check. I'm gonna do it how I want to do it, and I'm gonna get paid if y'all don't want me to do it anymore. See you. He, I, I guess I, I am envious of Jimbo to that extent. But this this is what it's like when you can't just fast talk your way out of terrible performance anymore. Now that he's really on, nobody's nobody's hearkening back to the one season out of five you had that was actually on par with the talent that you bring in. One, and it was a season where the people who had continuity had a, had a huge advantage in twenty twenty, the COVID year. Such a fraud, fraud. Uh, speaking of speaking of your sentiment, Thomas Jones appreciate the super sticker, and what he asked is. If AM gets to the Birmingham Bowl, can B will be a sideline reporter and talk to Jimbo at halftime? That would be epic. Man, nah. Uh, I don't, See, I'm not sure how we could spin that. Thing. If, we're asking we, for the wrong thing. We need to be asking that they are not bowl eligible. That's what the hope <laughs> needs to be that they don't make it to six and six. That's what we are, are wishing for. We're pulling we for. could actually no, what we need to crazily do, be the team to put the nail in that coffin. Yes. I but what we could do. What we could do is once we do that, this is what's going to be better, Thomas. If we put the nail in their coffin and then B. Will shows up in media days and grills Jimbo about last year, that would be epic. If we are the team that sends them to a seventh loss, or let's say we might not be the last loss of the season, because I think they play LSU last, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So let's say we're their sixth loss, but we're a loss that that nobody would have thought that we would have been on their schedule coming into the year. He won't be here next year. I don't think he. I don't think they go five and seven to make keep him. 
I don't. Really? I think he's gone if he goes. I mean, there's a lot of unrest in in College Station right now. But again, you're paying him a lot of money. A lot of money. And you paid a lot of money for this recruiting class. That's a lot of money. I don't know that Jimbo has any excuses for the performance of this year's team. Not in year five. Yeah, he's had a time to implement everything that he wants. They've been giving him all the money and resources to do everything that he wants. And I'm not intimately acquainted with the Texas A&M situation, but from the outside looking in, I can't see a thing that says, oh, yeah, this is what hamstrung Jimbo Fisher from being able to put a winning team on the field. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the thing is. So, yeah. Guys, we appreciate you guys' super chats. Blake Robinson says, for Mike G., Get well soon, brother. Thank you for the well wishes there. Appreciate the super chat. Good to hear from you, Blake. Reggie says, if I'm owed $85 million, I'm showing up to the presser smoking a black and mild with a thug life coach tatted on my chest. <laughs> I, I can see that visual. I can see that visual. Um, what, a, what as you said, B-Will, what a way to fill up, right? Always feeling up. It's always feeling up. 